This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. The most important trait you can have if you want to achieve your potential is consistency. And I know this because I spent literally years of my life struggling with major shiny object syndrome where I would jump from this to that every time something new was introduced into my awareness. I wasn't finishing what I started or I was just shifting my strategy every five days to try to find some hack that doesn't exist to get what I wanted. And I know I'm not alone in this because I've talked to so many people all over the world who find themselves struggling to be consistent with what they do, whether in business, fitness, relationships, or whatever the case may be. So I just wanted to share some of the wisdom that's been transferred to me by my mentors and some of the leaders that I look up to who've achieved amazing things in their lives over time using the tool of consistent directed action. And so the first thing to acknowledge is that a lack of consistency is almost always the most prominent deficiency keeping you from where you want to be. Okay, so most of us are either pushing things off by subconsciously self-sabotaging or we're procrastinating and distracting ourselves with non-essential low-hanging fruit, which also ties back to some kind of subconscious block. And so what I'm trying to convey here is that it's not just about the consistency, but also consistently prioritizing, like really practicing and forcing prioritization of activities directly tied to what you want to achieve. I think it was Tony Robbins who wrote, that repetition is the mother of all skills. And I, I love that. Think about this, your life, what you have, who you are, how you look, feel, and think is essentially the result or the average of what you do most often. So if you're eating like crap five days of the week, but you're eating healthy the other two days, the impact of those two days of healthy eating, even though you're doing it, is going to be virtually non-existent because it's far outweighed by the eating like shit the vast majority of the time, right? And so your average is still bad, even if you're doing some good. So we are disproportionately the manifestation of our average behavior. The extremes are more or less insignificant in the long haul. So does that mean that we have to be operating at a high level all the time? No, absolutely not. It means we have to figure out how to normalize consistently doing the positive actions aligned with our goals, the overwhelming majority of the time. And so back to our food example, just swapping that ratio to eating well five days a week and poorly for two days would yield a vastly different version of you the more time that you insert into that equation. When you extrapolate the effect of consistent positive action over time, that is how you win. I look at somebody like Warren Buffett. He's 92 years old and his net worth is somewhere around $95 billion, I believe. And you wanna know something crazy? This 92 year old billionaire still wakes up every morning and follows the exact same routine that he's been doing since he was a young man. He reads financial statements every morning and he's been doing it for the last 60 years. And so why does Buffett still need to do anything? He has everything that a person could ever dream of, yet he religiously sticks to his routine. Consistency is not something we need to do, right? It's a lifestyle choice based on who we become. And so Buffett literally became his work. He's melded with his routines and he nurtures them consistently because he enjoys the benefits that they've provided him over his lifetime. I think it's really hard to be consistent in our work if we don't love what we do. All right, so let's move on to a few actionable takeaways that you can integrate into your life right now around this idea, because obviously if we want material change, we have to bridge the gap between theory and action. So I believe that there's five things that we can do to ensure consistency over time. 
So let me lay those out here quickly. The first thing is positive reinforcements. We have to create a support network and systems of accountability so that it's not just us alone in our own little world. The second thing is rewards. We have to give ourselves prizes and they don't have to be big, but some kind of payoff to incentivize and motivate ourselves. Third, we have to make routine a part of our schedule, right? We have to put time on our calendars to do the non-negotiables that have a clear tie to our end goal. Fourth, I think we have to allow ourselves some leeway and radical self-forgiveness if we deviate here and there. Again, it's about averages. Think macro, not micro. And then fifth and most important, we have to fall in love with the process, not the goal. If you're gonna spend a decade or two or three doing something day in and day out, that's what life is about, not the thing that you're doing it for. So we have to recognize that the little things are actually the, the most important and infinitely more important than the big thing at the end. And if we don't, if we aren't able to make this mind shift, we're eventually gonna burn out. So we have to fall in love with the process, right? I think that stick to is one of the most undervalued skills in the world. And I believe it's the golden bullet to success in, in business, wealth accumulation, ascension in your professional career, and that whole side of things. But it goes well beyond that too. Health is another major area where this concept is also applicable. No surprise there. And there's this guy named Dr. Greg Wells, who is an author, a scientist, and a physiologist. And he talks a lot about the four pillars of health and the necessity of building consistent habits to promote each of them. And so he basically outlines these four areas, which are sleep, exercise, nutrition, and meditation. So you can dig into each of these deeper, of course, right? With working out, there's this thing called temporal consistency, which is the phenomenon where exercising at the same time of day actually increases the chances of you doing more vigorous physical activity compared to those who are temporarily inconsistent with their exercise. And what he found was that the specific time of day, morning, afternoon, or evening, has almost no effect on physical activity level or long-term health, as long as they're performed at the same time every day. So consistency within consistency is another hack to really expedite our results, right? And you can integrate little tricks like this within all of your daily habits. All right, so enough about what to do. Let's talk about some practical not to do's because that's the flip side of this coin, right? Have you ever thought about that? Like consistency isn't just about doing, it's equally about not doing. And so I wanna share a quick not to do list with you guys so that you can overcome some of the most common hurdles that most people face when adopting a consistent mindset. So let me throw out five additional points to steer clear of as you kind of consciously refocus on doing the right things often without self-sabotaging, okay? So number one, don't jump in without a game plan. I was talking to a friend yesterday over coffee and he was sharing what he wants to achieve, where he wants to be in five years and how to get unstuck from inaction. And the first thing that I asked him, I was like, what's the plan? And he was like, I guess I have to create one. And I was like, there it is. Like, that's the reason you haven't budged. So no matter how bad you want something, you won't actually get anywhere if you don't have a vision and a plan. It doesn't matter how fast you run. If you don't have a map, you're destined to get lost. All right. So you have to place your ideas under a microscope and even get feedback from other people to then develop a plan of action with specific steps that you need to take to reach your goals on a daily or weekly basis and then just religiously commit to it, right? Number two, don't set unrealistic goals. I was guilty of this when I jumped into coaching and I don't want you to have the same thing happen to you. And a lot of times we make goals from 
the head and not from the heart. And this is a skill as well. We can't set unachievable goals just because we think that they have to be outlandish in order to, to be worthy of pursuit. That's a bad approach. If one of your close friends came up to you looking super excited and told you that they finally decided to take a step to change their life and will no longer settle for mediocrity, you would be happy for them, right? But what if that same friend then tells you something like, I want to set up an online business and become a multimillionaire by the end of the year? You might not take your friend's enthusiasm as sincerely, right? I see so many people making the mistake of setting unrealistic goals. If you set up a goal that's not attainable in the time frame that you're giving yourself, then no matter how hard you work, you'll always feel like you're coming up short, which only reiterates to the subconscious feelings of unworthiness. Plus, if it always feels like the next pit stop is thousands of miles away, it's gonna be infinitely more difficult to summon the energy to stick the course. So the way that I combat that is simply by making the daily steps so simple and so small that I can't fail. I think I once read something that Ariana Huffington wrote on this and it stuck with me where it's like, pick one big habit or behavior that you wanna change, but then only think about the smallest step, the next step on that path. So defining many smaller spaces on your game board, almost as micro steps, and then each day, just taking one more of those micro steps. That's how we create new habits that can change our lives. So commit to the micro steps and don't put more weight on the end target than you do showing up each day and knocking out the micro steps because without them, it's impossible to reach the end goal. All right, number three, don't procrastinate. So this is one of the sneakiest but most debilitating reasons that people can't stay consistent. They start off doing good, but then they get distracted before any real momentum or change has actually been created. There's an author, Stephen Pressfield, who wrote in his book, the, the War of Art, I think it's called. And what he said is really powerful. He wrote that the most deadly aspect of procrastination is that it can become a habit. So if I notice myself procrastinating, which by the way, requires tremendous self-awareness and humility, you know, I realize that my procrastination is a form of resistance. And then I ask myself, why? What's behind this? Like, why, why am I being lazy today? What am I being drawn to in place of the thing that I should be working on? Or why do I want to do the easy task instead of the most important one? And so you have to think like, what is it keeping me from acting? And I'll tell you what, it's usually fear. It's almost always fear. Fear of success, fear of actually making money, fear of being seen, etc. And so the best antidote that I've found to combating that is to set aside a few hours of your day where you forget about everything else, leave your phone in the other room, and then that's when you go into your deep work. And so having a routine, like I just mentioned, and then religiously st sticking to it will help you to fight procrastination and allow you to consistently hone your craft. Okay, number four, don't keep searching for inspiration if it's not there. This is one that I fall prey to often because I feel like I always need to be producing or providing or coming up with the next best idea. There's a, another quote from a guy named Chuck Close, who's a painter and photographer that I like. He said, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. And the most successful people, they just show up time after time after time. And consistency is literally so ingrained in what they do that creativity isn't something they have to turn on. Inspiration isn't something that they have to seek. Those things are inherent in what they do. LeBron James doesn't have to think about how to cut through the lane and throw down a tomahawk jam. He just does it. And so I look at all the top performers and successful people in the world. And one thing that they have in common is that they don't outsource inspiration. They don't try to escape their work using excuses that this or that is outside of themselves or is somehow evading them. They just show up 
for training and they show up day in and day out and they don't wait around for this supposed inspiration to strike them. Now, that doesn't mean that working toward better ideas from a base level of inspiration is a bad thing. What I'm saying is that not taking action until you're hit with inspiration is wildly inefficient. You're better off starting now with no or low inspiration and iterating as you go than waiting two months until you maybe or maybe won't have something better. And then number five, make a devotion to delayed gratification. So I think this is one of the hardest things to do because we're so used to immediacy and we're addicted to getting it now because of all the feel-good chemicals that are released when we look at our phones. And that has made us dependent on instant gratification. And so we have to break that expectation by adapting to what I call an investing mindset, right? You have to forgo having a little now to get a lot later. And this goes both ways giving and getting with immediacy, right? A lot of entrepreneurs think that their business is gonna be successful as soon as they launch. And they think they're gonna put out five reels and suddenly get 50,000 followers and an influx of clients just by posting a few pieces of content. Maybe you will, but most likely you won't. Great things take time. And Seth Godin said that the best way to work is to have a practice and to show up and do that practice regardless of how the world around you is operating. So it's about detaching from needing some quick payoff in the near term and instead committing to building value for the long. And that's a muscle, no doubt about it. But once you start to retrain yourself to believe, think, and act for the long term, your entire decision-making process will start to shift. And there's a cascading effect that that mind shift will touch across every single aspect of your life. So there are probably hundreds of more suggestions, you know, that we could go into on consistency. But to me, those 10 kind of guidelines have helped me, I think, the most in terms of what to do and also what to avoid so that I can show up with a higher quality of effort toward my micro steps. But this is all I got for now. I think consistency is at the core of the operating system of all the most impactful people in the world and therefore can be really looked at and leveraged as a big piece of our lives and our success and it's a hundred percent clear that repetition routine and relentlessness added together is sort of as close to the perfect formula as we can get to guaranteeing success and so that's all i've got for you guys for this episode i hope that you found value if so please rate review and share as everything helps and i will see you next time That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is on sale now. Grab your copy by visiting my website or tapping the link in the episode description. I also just released the online learning portal, which expands on what I share in the book. This includes four hours of edited, captioned video tutorials and trainings, plus dozens of downloadables and templates. Between the book and the e-academy, you're going to be equipped to literally blow your revenue targets out of the water and eviscerate your competition this year, all by putting content at the core. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, comment, and share all the things. And hit me up on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect. I am here to serve you. And that's it. I will see you in the next episode.